Hey friends, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind. My name is Will Fleming and I want to thank you for joining me on the podcast. The idea is to blow our minds and it's a simple thing but it's really hard to do. So if it's your first time here, I want to say thank you for joining me on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, seriously. Thank you for being a mind blower. Thank you for joining the journey. Now this episode is brought to you by Float Culture. If you have no idea what Float Culture is... What the heck have you been doing? What rock have you been under? (sighs) Float culture is the float culture of New Zealand. Isolation tanks, beautiful, beautiful meditation for the mind. But, you know, don't take my word for it. Well, maybe do take my word for it. Watch this little advert that I made for your listening and viewing pleasure on float culture. We think life is about having the latest phone self-driving car, a fat-free, carefree, think-free living, trying to explain the complexity of the world in about 140 characters. Guess what? 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 Life is way deeper than that. To understand what we need as humans and how deep the human hole goes, we need to look inwards. We need to look at floating as a way to cut everything out, turn off the machine, and be with nothing. That's better. Now let's start this baby on. Engines, three, two, one, up and away. You see, life is busy, but floating gives us a super-powered, hyper-charged connection with our mind that can relieve stress by simply doing nothing. If you want to explore your mind and the float culture of New Zealand, then jump onto floatculture.co.nz and book your float today. That's floatculture.co.nz. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Boom, there you have it. Go get yourself a float today with floatculture.co.nz. Okay, team, here we go. We've got the podcast. Very excited to bring you this week's episode. Di Henwood joins me on the podcast to talk about life, to talk about the mind and blowing that mind. We both went to float culture and had a float. And I tell you what, it was very nice to do the podcast that way start with this hour of solid meditation in the tank and then come out and have an honest conversation it felt like the chat was you know as you would expect you know refreshed mind ready to talk ready to connect not this world that we live in you know where you you kind of trying to have a micro break and trying not to do something wrong and having deadlines it's like we've got it the whole way round the wrong way the right way is to do something maybe physical or do something mental and then reap the rewards you know connect at a deeper level so we had a good chat uh there's not really a a, a, a I don't go into these conversations with too much of an agenda apart from trying to connect in a reasonably short period of time with interesting individuals and and I guess just before we start this episode I want to kind of just acknowledge that fact that this podcast is about me reaching out to the guests who I feel like have something to share you know it's like I don't run it through an algorithm or try and say to myself that these people will get the most clicks I don't know how I pick the guests I get I just do it you know through a feeling and and I'm trying to work that one out so yeah we're going to get into this week's episode in just a second but I just wanted to kind of like run something past you uh, <laughs> and it's not really podcast related but it is so this weekend um, I'm going to be learning how to become a hypnotist 
<laughs> and that's just weird every time I say that out loud. So some weeks back uh, on this podcast, I had a guest called James Marks. And he's a hypnotist, um, been doing it for ages and ages, and a really solid person, and we had a really good connection. Anyway, a few weeks ago, I called him, and I said, James, would you kind of be my Mr. Miyagi? Will you be my mentor? And he said, uh, yep, I will. So this weekend, I'm going down to visit James Marks to be his protege to be someone he can pass the hypnotist knowledge on to and I don't really know what to do with that info and I don't know really why I'm telling you I guess I'm telling you just because I wanted to share it and I think it is a bit weird but I'm a bit weird and maybe that's what we should do is, is follow those instincts for the weirdness you know I guess not too weird right but something that maybe makes you feel a bit uncomfortable or or something like that I don't know what I do know is that I just don't want to stick down the same path, you know, that the status quo, that everyone says you should do this. I genuinely feel like when everyone says you should do that, maybe you should do the opposite. Okay, maybe some things like running around nude on the street, you shouldn't do. Or should you? Okay, before I talk myself into a black hole, uh, we are going to start this podcast with Di Henwood. Thank you, Di, for joining me on the show. Thank you, audience, for doing your thing, for blowing our minds, for blowing my minds and being part of this journey. (sighs) Feels good, team. Feels good to do the podcast. All right, enjoy the show. And uh, maybe after the show, if you wouldn't mind, go blow someone's mind. It's a very good thing to do. We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's violence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming, welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. Die. We've just uh, we've shared a moment. We've been for a float, not together. No, but that's an option, eh? No, I mean, not for us, but for your partners. I feel like that'd be a really good thing. Imagine coming in and you can bring your bring your partner. Yeah, I in. think the, the the hardest thing in the of of that would be what I find in the the float is when you've got yourself all stable for a few <laughs> minutes, and then you forget you're actually got surrounding, and then when you touch the sides, you get that real tingle because yeah. you sort of forget that you're in an enclosed space. True that. Um, for those who are like, man, what are you talking about? So we just, we're, we're at Float Culture now, and we've just had a, a float. Like, what's the sell for someone who's never who, who's never heard the word float? How would you describe it? It's, uh, for me, it's almost like a massage for people who don't like being touched by <laughs> someone else. <laughs> like, it's sort of, for me, it's the perfect combination between a massage and full meditation mm. it's almost like um for people out there i mean at the moment mindfulness is a very yep. sort of um hot topic and um f- a float is something where you can it's enforced meditation like people you try and sit down on your pillow or your seat and do meditation and you got your app or whatever mm. but in there if, if you just let your mind go it will slowly calm true eh? and a float you're in there for long enough that after about 15 minutes or sort of like the first music plays for about 10 minutes yeah. to ease you into it. And then after that, I find your mind um, 
it does just calm. Yeah, and it's a weird thing. I always think about it when I am floating that why don't we have more areas like this? And, and maybe maybe we will. Maybe we're in this weird time where uh, you know we'll look back and say, Haha, they thought you could just keep putting stuff in, putting stuff in and, and not caching it, you know? Like yeah. even our computers can't do that, you know? So why would our brains be? But I don't know. Do you feel like a lot of people kind of, um, you know, take floating and meditation and this whole idea of, you know, what's happening in our head? Do you think like more people are switching on to this thing? Like um, that you got to look after your body but mind as well? Well, it's a needed medication, mm for your mind that's not um that's not something that comes in a pill form because we've we've gone through the 80s and the 90s i think that for me were the excess of you've got to work as hard as you can Mm -hmm. you don't stop you keep going you know we've got uppers we've got downers you just do what you need you keep going and now we're realizing that you actually need to look after yourself Mm -hmm. and now that has led to this sort of boom of anxiety you true, know like what the buzz two buzzwords yep. on the opposite ends of the spectrum mm. are anxiety and mindfulness because people are, i know everyone i know is suffering from anxiety yep. of of some sort that's brought on by work that's brought on by alcohol that's you know yeah. so um i mean it's something i'd never struggled with then i started to struggle with bits of it true here and there so i've sort of leaned really back into my interests and mm. training have always been around um sort of buddhism and meditation and that sort of thing and i've really started leaning back into that mm. sort of a lot of um i suppose more along the lines of secular buddhism which is like um without um without all a religious without all the sort of i suppose the the monk side of things so much and meditation i've found has been so important to me like i've really leaned into it recently and like even my wife was saying yesterday that um she noticed with like the kids Mm. i don't snap to like anyone who's got young kids realizes that you you literally cannot experience proper anger <laughs> yeah. until you've had children. Yeah. Can I get children, a high five to that? <laughs> children know literally how to bring out, because I've never yeah. been an angry person, and I love my kids more than anything, yeah. but they bring you to these moments of pure anger. <laughs> yeah. They know how to switch your buttons yeah. so much. So she said she's noticed since I've been leaning into the meditation mm. that my that trigger's not really there like i'll have that pause and that yeah and 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 what kind of things are you doing you know like i feel like you know in these conversations everyone's like oh great you know that's awesome but everyone forgets hey man what are you doing and how can i implement some of this in my life because i'm that dad too you know i'm reasonably calm most of the time but you just get snappy and short and it grates on you because you feel guilty later you know why uh, why couldn't i just be you know sure i can do that boy you know well it's the internal cycle of violence you get <laughs> yeah. angry then you get angry at yourself for yeah. getting angry yeah yeah and it's the thing of um for me if you want to start meditation start with five minutes mm. like don't grab an app i mean i've got no whatever works for you if, to me it's fully down to if you like the voice mm. you know i um I use an app called Calm. Yep. I use an app called Oak, which um, is a really good meditation app. It's made by um, Kevin Rose, who right. is um, he's sort of been a tech entrepreneur cool. and into mindfulness and all that. Um, 
He um, he's the guy who got Tim Ferriss into podcasting. Oh, actually, oh really? Um, and just sit down for five minutes and get used to it. You can't be bad at meditation. Mm. People think it's about trying to stop thinking and clear your mind. Mm. It's not about that. It's like your mind is like the uh, I think of it your mind's a bit like a beach you know the waves are coming in and out that's your thoughts you can't stop it Mm. but you've just got to learn how to ride the waves rather than getting smashed by them true that bro what do you think and I don't want to take us down an area which is a bit dangerous because you know today's environment it's like oh he said that locked in forever but like uh, I guess what I kind of tie in to this is you know we even saw it on the Joe Rogan podcast they're having weed and you know it's legal in their area so it's like well what's the weird area it's like here New Zealand has a history with that stuff too but it's kind of not talked about in the public sphere I'm wondering how that fits into all this you know and maybe I'll just say first of all it's like your own private thing so it's not advocating for doing that all on the outside but I'm someone who's um, I just happened to be the sober driver as soon as I could drive everyone made me drive yeah. and, I, and that was cool I you know lived 10 minutes out of town and my dad trusted me to take his car so I didn't ever want to blow it but while all my friends were going through the weed and the mushrooms I had them all in the back while I was driving <laughs> them so I don't have stories on that but I can imagine as well you know there's science going on with this with this kind of natural stuff that's the thing it's so taboo to talk about but it is natural stuff and I wonder if you know we won't have the well maybe kava is a mild form of that kind of stuff which can just help I don't know what does it do does it help relax your mind or switch a few buttons off or turn a few buttons on yeah, it's. I think the things get very much caught up because alcohol, for some reason, mm. has been ticked off as the the fine thing. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's everyone. No one blinks an eye <laughs> yeah. at that. Yet then there's all these other things that are so mm. taboo. And I mean, I went to check out a dispensary because I've just been in California and it's legally. So yeah. I went, you know, just stick my head in, see what's going on, you know, and um. What surprised me, I just sort of looked in the waiting room area, was it wasn't lots of young cats looking to get high. True. There was a, a guy sitting there who, with obvious Tourette's. Mm. There were, you know, it was mainly mm. people who were seeking medical, and this was a recreational dispensary because it's legal recreationally. Mm. And it was people seeking medical help. True. True. Like, there were a couple of people there, obviously, buying it to take out to a concert or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, um... Yeah, it was people who were there for a medical mm. thing, and it helps. Yep. It helps medically. And even, well, the thing that re- I suppose that grinds my gears is that we can't move on something like CBD oil, mm. which is what stops a lot of um, seizures in people. True. And you cannot get high off it. Mm. You can take as much as you like. It's a natural sleep aid. It helps. I, yeah, I mean, the thing is, you can just throw your hands up because there's so much, I mean, there's so many yeah. things at play in that sort of area. And I, strangely, am moving. I'm the other way. I went really hard when I was young. True. And then I've sort of come out the other side of finding actual more peacefulness yep. through a sort of more of a sober buzz and it's mm. been a bit of a fight for me I mean I've, I've sort of the last year has really been me fully coming to grips with sober for me as a long term right. a really positive long term thing I sort of had from last November had like four or five months off then was sort of dipping in and out of drinking and then I just sort of finally come to the thing of um, I'm going to stop and it's hard for people 
like like myself, I think. Whereas I'm a good dad, I'm a good husband. Mm. You know, you don't hit. I'm not in a dumpster <laughs> drinking woodies. <laughs> you know, going, I'm gonna die or yeah. I give up. Mm. So it's that, and then everywhere you go, just have a couple of beers, man. Yeah. Well, it's it's tough, eh? Because I guess at some point that substituted the outlet. You know, that was the physical trigger. I talk about it all the time. With you know, I used to be a smoker. Yeah. And and like. I say it that I miss it, but I miss the micro break. I miss working up to something and I'll smash it out till 5 to 12 and then we'll go outside and we'll have a chat about nothing related. And I haven't found anything yet, apart from podcasting maybe, that that is the same. You know, you're not having... It's so weird. I know it's horrible for you, but it's... You know what's really weird? Going outside and just chatting to someone without a reason. No, exactly. You know? It's like driving. We we don't look at each other so we can have this great chat. But as soon as you've got nothing to do, eating or whatever, drinking, you have to eyeball each other and then it becomes different. It's like there's a an agenda on the table. Or oh, I love the chat, the real life chat mm. as the antidote to social media because yeah, you naturally not as inflammatory. You, you're reading people's micro ticks yeah, that, that you don't even know you're reading so mm. that you're you're sort of navigating a path where you're never pissing each other <laughs> off too much you're not getting <laughs> it's uh, and um i think people need to get out every day and mm. do that you know there's the working from home and so forth but i think people need to go out and chat like i love going for a walk chat to people at mm. the dairy you know it's just really hard, though, when you're, like, we're saying it, and if you do it, it feels right. But, you know, I think of my kids, and they would trade anything in for PS4. Yeah. You know, and they're good kids, man. They're real good kids, but there's still that thing in them that it's so hard to kind of, like, try and get across verbally. You know, I took them for a walk a while ago, and it was, like, five minutes till the end of the walk, and the 12-year-old comes up, and he's like, this was actually pretty cool, Dad. And yeah. I'm like, far out, it took you an hour. And I, I, don't, I don't really know where this is going or if we're just the old fogies now, you know, that when people talk to us, they're like, oh, stop listening to MC Hammer and all those things, you know, rot your brain. Um, but it definitely you get the feeling that the things we're talking about are things that are not so much on the fringe anymore, maybe 10 years ago, right, or 20. Yeah. It's like it was still our role was to, you know, scrap and drink and show whatever. Um, but now it's kind of cool that we can... Um, have these chats and it, it's just it's just really interesting but um, what was something I wanted to talk to you about it was around this idea of um, meditation and I heard you mention that you studied um, in Japan oh yeah so um, like I did not deeply I'd done mm. um, I my like degree in New Zealand was mm. in Eastern religions right. and um, weirdly psychedelic religion True. was a huge it was a major sort of part of it of um, people who used like shamans who mm. used um, psychedelics to control tribes yep. and for good and for bad mm. you know of curing people through making them think they were cured and then their <laughs> yeah. body cures themselves yep. and there's a lot of that in um, Buddhism. Mm as well and yeah so my dad used to be in he's an actor mm. and he was in a touring show called phantom of the opera right. around america mm -hmm. and he, around japan sorry and so i took time out and went over with him and then i just became fascinated with japan i, lo I love the country i love the vibe of it mm. Um, and so when I was over there, one of the actors was fully into Zazen meditation and took me along to like this um, 
course, which I then just became engrossed True. in. That was about basically staring at a white wall for three minutes, uh, seated, um, and just letting your mind go deep. True. And you go, because the mind's such a crazy thing. Yeah. And, um, sometimes feels like it wants to play against you. <laughs> yeah. um, and learning how to just breathe mm. is a really hard thing. And that's like if you do come like to float culture and have a float, mm. my my push would be to try and just focus on your breath. Yeah. Like and like even say to yourself, breathing in, I'm breathing in, breathing out, mm. I'm breathing out. And try and focus on the little pauses at the top and the bottom of your breath. Mm-hmm. And just whenever you um Whenever you start thinking about something, I sort of say to myself, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Yeah. So just register the fact you're thinking. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is not to buy into the thought and then go down the rabbit hole. Mm. Like um, um, after this, I've got to go and work on a story which um, I'd shot over in the States. And it was like I didn't think I've got all the exact parts I wanted. So I'm trying to think it's going to be an awkward thing. And then just go, don't buy into that and start yeah. going down that. Because um, that moment in my life doesn't exist yet. I'm yeah. right here just doing this. Dude, that's that's super interesting. Um, do you think that um, – how do I kind of work through this? So there's like the public version of you, right? Yeah. Do you think um, everyone would think that you're into this kind of stuff? Does that uh, Does that something you get asked all the time? Is that something that you're cool with? Do you wish people knew you for meditation or I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't know what like um I suppose the been I've been through many um <laughs> yeah. stages in my life. Mm. Um the phrase I like to think of is um a Zen phrase of you can't step in the same river twice. Mm-hmm. Like a, a human's like a river, but you can't you you, you the river's never the same. True. It's always changing because yeah. the water changes, the whole thing changes. So you think you're in the same spot. But it's always changed. I started off as sort of um, more of a pissed-up comedian, traveling around the country, doing really loose shows, and I love that, mm. and I'm proud of everything I've done. Um, but then, as I got older, I wanted to change and pivot, and weirdly, through becoming famous in New Zealand, I developed an agoraphobia because people would just come up and be so hard out with me or with my partner. So I got a bit scared of crowds and being out in public, and so then I, when I'm out, I I sort of I visually enjoy. I'm sort of an extroverted introvert, yeah. and then I'm recently getting more to this thing of I don't really care, <laughs> what we, you know, which I think is I think's a good place to mm. be because I'm trying to embrace the idea that every single thing that happens is the best possible thing that can happen. Whether it's negative or positive, there's a reason that it happens. Mm. Like, for instance, the um, uh, principle in Buddhism is the idea that the universe, nothing that happens in the universe will happen to destroy the universe. Uh, The universe is self, everything happens to make it continue. Mm -hmm. So something has happened for a reason, and you can either choose to look at the positive of that mm. and try to or just not the positive of it just accept it True, things mate. just happen man and you've <laughs> yeah. just got to accept it there was a guy who went psycho at me during road rage the other day mm. right sort of like i didn't pull out into this tiny gap because <laughs> i had my son in the car it's like i'm not taking a risk man yep. and then he just went 
buck wild. Really? He just went off at me and was tailgating me and stuff. And it's that thing of going, what's going on? Like, mm. what's going on? What is going on? Because yeah. the anger and the adrenaline and like the cortisol that he's releasing, mm. it's just so bizarre of just sit back and take things slowly. Yeah. I've be, always been a rusher, mm. so I'm just trying not to rush. It's that thing of doing everything. I've tried to really enjoy doing the dishes at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's doing awesome. it real slowly. Yeah. Just doing the dishes. Dude, I'm like that with the weeding. Um, yeah. I had this moment where I was about to road rage, but online, you know, in the yeah. comments. And I find myself since that moment not trying to engage that much. But I remember looking outside and the garden was overgrown and I was like, you dork how dare you want to you know fix something on the internet and you're you can't even weed your garden you know so it was something physical and actually weeding your garden's hard yeah. you gotta get out there and pull stuff out it's awesome though yeah it is awesome and it's scientifically proven that getting your fingers in the dirt is it's a very grounding thing true yeah there's a bacteria in soil that ground like that does something with humans wow. and it's a thing of why walking bare feet on the grass and like mm. just getting out and, and amongst a bit of dirt it's like you know how how more chilled out your kids seem yeah. when they've just been out playing on the lawn or yeah. out playing in the grass it's but the internet has definitely shown me that everyone doesn't need a voice mm. <laughs> uh, like sorry everyone doesn't need yeah. a voice at the same place mm. You know, mm. the the whole world yelling their opinions at each other. Yep. I don't think is ever going to have a positive outcome. Do you think it's something that has to kind of wo- evolve itself, or do you think can it work if someone comes in and say, "Right, these are the rules"? Yeah, it's a phrase I heard that 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 I think a lot of people thought is the internet was going to be great. Mm. Because everyone can say what they want mm. and sunlight is the best disinfectant, yeah. right? Mm. People yelling their Nazi views out, mm. they will naturally fall by the wayside yeah. because people go, we don't stand for that as humans. Yeah. And, but then you bring algorithms in it yeah. and the thing of an inflammatory Nazi story mm. might be more appealing to click on. So the more people that click on that, that story then rises right. up the... the Yep. the train or yep. so forth and I just think it's the internet's awesome mm. you know like I paid my water bill while I was walking down here from the car mm. so exactly that's something that I could just get off my plate like yeah. that yeah but it's something that you've got to use you should use everything and just realize you're using it because mm. you know if you if you're scrolling Instagram and then you stop and you go so what am I actually trying to do here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is what I've been doing more and more. And it's like, okay, I'm going on. I want to post this picture. Mm. Someone sent me a message. I want to reply to that person. Yep. Done. Kind of, again, that mindfulness of, of the technology. Yeah. Um, what did I hear the other month that um, it's not entirely our fault? Like the, the design of these things, the notification you get which releases the spark... Uh, 
it, it also could be a different type of notification. It could, instead of your phone saying you have a new Facebook message, it could say, hey, Di, you know, I've been listening to your breathing over the night and you're a bit shallow. Here's some recommendations of things you could yeah. do. You know, it could be working with us instead of just trying to keep us looking at it, you know. So I think it's a lot of these kind of things, um, float included, you know, just trying to work our way through, eh? Well, we get into this chasing dopamine, which is because mm. um, there's a part of when you're constantly releasing dopamine, the negative effect of that is it stops serotonin being turned into mm-hmm. melatonin, mm-hmm. so it really affects your sleep cycles. Mm-hmm. Um, and only on small levels, but the thing is when we've got so many things now that are about dopamine, whether it be booze, drugs, mm. um, likes, you know, and the thing is you can always be fishing for likes, you can always say, <laughs> yeah. hey, post this photo or whatever. Yeah. And we're fiending for dopamine, mm-hmm. and I completely agree with you on that, and I mean... Um, the that's why things like where um, Apple were, are going with a watch, which we're not going to get in New Zealand, which is a bit of a bummer at the moment, is mm. how they have an ECG now right, on their right. new yep. thing. They're working in that respect. Mm. It's still on trying to get you to buy products. Yeah. That, and consumerism now is at an all-time high, I think. Yeah. But I like that idea. Mm-hmm. of if, And you notice it with an, both Android and... Um, iOS are going down this yep. route of trying to get people to, hey, dude, you've been rocking like mm. Twitter <laughs> three <laughs> yeah. hours today, <laughs> yeah. you know, and also being able to control screen time for your kids. I think, mm. I think we're reaching a point, you know. I I think we underestimate how cool humans are. Yep. And maybe a negative is the world's in the best place it's actually ever been. We're not in the so. I was just talking like my old man grew up. He was it bombed in Swansea for mm. ten years of his life. Mm. You know, like the, we we particularly when I say we, I'm speaking from quite a privileged Western point of view. Mm. Um, well, New Zealand point of view because yep. you could say Western, but America's not <laughs> in the best state. <laughs> yeah. um, that we are in a good point. Mm. So we are picking these tiny fights, yeah. that little fight online. A lot of stuff that would fall by the wayside Dude, if we we're all 100%. bandying together. It just makes you wonder, well, what are we doing? Do we need a certain amount of, you know, physical outlet or something, which maybe we do, you know, we're trying to work out, um, or maybe just for most of time, it was a battle. And so it's taking us time to work out in the peacetime, can you actually be peaceful? You yeah, know? But there's like, a... Um, there's a book called Tribe mm. by this guy, Sebastian Junger, and it's about the idea of humans need to live as a tribe. Mm. And he studied P- PTSD, and he said, weirdly, after 9-11, when people were in this, we've got a bandy together as a city of New York mm. to help, PTSD was at an all-time low because everyone had agency and purpose. Mm. And weirdly, those shocking events can bring people together as a community and put the tiny, the little thing you're arguing over, you know, well, I don't think (laughs) transgender people should be able to use the toilet, you know. When when you take away all those things and we're just banding together as a community, it's like, forget that. Anyone can Mm. use the toilet, mate. Mm. (laughs) You know, like, we've got bigger things to think about. And that's what I don't know what to do with, that exact information. It seems like something horrible has to bring us together. And I think we need to find a way to, like, 
counterbalance that, you know, whether it be jeepers, I don't know, one minute of doing crunches or something. Or I used to think that's what was cool about boarding school is that you hated it. And when you went home, you had a real good time, you know. Yeah. But now everything is like, well, it's your feelings first. But, you know, we're kind of, and I get it, you know, we don't want, I don't want our kids or my kids to be um, feeling unhappy or bumming out about something. But the opposite works against them. They can't have anything to kind of rejoice from, you know, it's like. Yeah, I think people mistake what happiness is as mm. well. They think of happiness confusing excitement and, um, like that sort of the excitement mm. it was basically confusing excitement with happiness yep. happiness is a very calm emotion yep. whereas um, people think it's like yeah, yeah. I'm so happy <laughs> yeah. but it's just teaching people to be chilled out mm. and I think it's very hard with so much coming in yep. you know yep. I don't I'm really coming around to the idea of being blissfully unaware. Right. I don't necessarily think you need to read the news all the time. Boom. You know? Yeah, me it's too. something, that phrase blissful ignorance mm. is so true. Yeah, man. Like, hey, just chill out. Just like, chill just out. Chill out, sit there. <laughs> yeah. Look at a tree. Yeah. Now when I don't take my phone as much as I can when I like walk my son to school, mm. and I've noticed so much more. Notice things. Yeah, yeah notice. Eh? We've got to get you out of here because you've got somewhere to be. Um, just do you have one example? Uh, the podcast is called Please Blow My Mind. So I ask most guests, is there a mind blowing moment you had in your life that maybe made you look at everything a bit different? I mean, you don't have to have one, but um, is there something like an event or something you saw or felt that just kind of, you know, like woke you up a little bit, kind of like Neo in the Matrix? Well, I've always spent my life being, tr uh, I'm a people pleaser of mm. trying to please people. I think that plays very much into stand-up that I do as a job because stand-up is, if people aren't laughing, you're not doing well. Mm. You know? And oh, it's something that I'm, I mentioned it before, I just don't care. Yeah. And I'm really trying to embrace that. Yeah. Just cool. don't care. Yeah. <laughs> that feels right in this conversation. If you just say that in general, it probably feels wrong. Di, thanks for joining me. No man. worries. Thanks cool. very much, Will. Just quickly, before I do my big ask, let me tell you a bit about me. My name is Will Fleming and I'm almost 38 years old. I love my family and my job as a video creator. I'm slowly turning into a grumpy old man who can't tolerate how society is being oversimplified and undercomplicated because people can't be bothered looking up and saying hi. Get off my lawn. So my plan is to have more awesome conversations with amazing people inside a caravan built in a mobile podcast studio and that's where I need your help. <sighs> so let me break down my big idea a little more. It's a mobile podcast live stream caravan. Imagine a road with a caravan. And inside that caravan on a road is a podcast studio with two beautiful people. You see, we don't need more clickbait, short form, oversimplified, oversimplified, chicken nugget type content of one size fits all. What we need is long form, interesting content that puts the human back into the internet. But I need your help. I need your help, bro. And it all starts by building this mobile studio and thanks to the magic of dad science, I've worked out exactly what I need. I need... One million dollars. <throat> I need you to help donate what you can to raise $10,000 to buy an old caravan, do it up and invite you on a road trip of ideas 
that will blow your mind. The question I have is, will you back me up? Will you help me? If the answer is yes... Yes! 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 Then please click on my Give a Little page and donate what you can to make this dream come true. Do it! Just do it! Okay, catch you later.